Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the NFL Scotland podcast. The season is a matter of weeks away. We're almost at the point of saying it's next month. Almost. My name is Cameron Hobbs. And my name is Paul Mitchell. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We were going to talk about all the fuss about Green Bay Packers and how great it was that Aaron Rodgers wasn't in training camp and then he goes and shows up today. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in a week's time. That's it. Bye. Absolutely stolen the thunder. Pulled the rug from under our feet uh, on this one. Um, We'd lined up the the usual suspects, um, the firing line. We'd got Charles Patterson, our resident packer. Good evening, Charles. You were coming in to get all kinds of abuse, but you're sitting there smug. (laughs) My nice uh, glass of wine. I always had faith. I'm quite content. (laughs) Someone else was spitting, though. Speaking of someone else spitting, uh, Mr. McGuinness, we thought this was going to be an evening of cheap shots, but, um, yeah, it's not turned out to be yet. Or has it? Or has it? Has it? Have we looked at the detail in this contract? I mean, all that seems to have come out is a suggestion that both Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back, but it's pretty much like a one-year thing. At which point... You know, is it, is this whole, like, is it yeah, great if you go and win the Super Bowl? And I think the Packers are going to be like one of the six or seven favourites to go and win the Super Bowl. Great. But it's not going to be in the same shot. The other, we'll, we'll get into the, the Jordan Love part of the equation as well, because there's ramifications there that I am still going to have some enjoyment in, I think. So, <laughs> um, I guess we finally know what like we knew anyway but what that organized social media posting by adams and rogers was with the two of them sharing the the last dance image at the same time um felt a little bit contrived today. let's get the cheap shots in now right if that felt a bit contrived yeah no i didn't hate it i thought it was all right it's pretty I, like so Bears fans are furious about it because it's like, oh, how oh, dare you? They, they, they won six rings, blah, blah. blah. Like, Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And he's very much indicating, we know one way or another, his time in Green Bay is winding down. Whether or not it's one season, two seasons, whatever it is, it is winding down. And he's signifying he wants to go win a Super Bowl and go out on a high. Like, that, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that too. And I've got just as much faith that they'll go close this year as they did last year and the year before. Oh, oh they'll but, go close. The thing, the thing is, you got to look at the last five months, which has been, compl- on paper in 30 seconds, has been a complete waste of time. What a lot of back <laughs> for nothing. Maybe it was just to give Chicago Bear fans a bit of hope that actually they might win the, you know, the NFC North and start to dominate for years to come. And it's nothing like um, having something tantalisingly dangled in front of you before it's snatched out of your reach. Um, I- I'm quite content with the fact he's turned up for training camp today. And listen, Devontae Adams is a professional. He'll he'll be fine too. I, I think there's if, if the revenge tour last year was anything to go by and we saw what he did, then imagine how pissed he's going to be this season and how good he's going to play. It's great news if you're a Packers fan, in my view. So, Paul, if you, your quarterback was coming into the building, having negotiated basically a get-out clause at the end of the season, are you happy with the one roll of the dice? Or are you thinking already that you've got an eye on the future? Uh, it's what have you done for me lately, League? You know, 
teams genuinely aren't looking two, three, four, five years ahead at the moment. You want to know what's going to happen this year and you worry about next year, next year. And I think if Green Bay can stick Aaron Rodgers on a one-year deal, they should do that, forget about it, and just go and play the season. And we'll have this hoo-ha again next year. But he'd, they could be Super Bowl winners by that point. So I, I don't get too caught up by looking so far ahead, Cameron. I think if he's there for a year, he's there for a year, and let's see what he does when he's there. I think the key point is to, to remember, for those who have maybe not followed this as closely as I have, and I have literally had my eyes glued to this for five months as you can imagine is that he's essentially got a three-year contract at the moment um they have agreed to void the third year so you're talking about they'll play this season and then they're going to reassess it in the off season now let's say for talking say green bay go to the the championship game again and don't win the super bowl then rogers is essentially going to have an option to be able to move on um and get traded um with one year left, which means that Green Bay will actually get something back for him if that was to happen. If Green Bay win the Super Bowl, why would you want to leave? He's got one year left. He can stay and potentially win another one. Um, so I think it works out well for both parties, in my view. He's not, from what I've read, getting any extra money. He's not, he's not improving his contract. He's getting more money up front, which leads to the possibility that he could leave after this season. And you know what? If Jordan Love is good, and no one's going to know until he, you know, he steps on the field, if this is a, a situation whereby they can avoid the shenanigans of Favre and Rodgers all those years ago when Favre said he was retiring and then he said he wasn't and then they had to trade him and it all ended rather nastily. Well, if they can sort it out now and then he wins the Super Bowl and sails off into the sunset, great. But it just... It does make you think, what was all the nonsense going on in March and April about? Was that really necessary? And all these cryptic appearances on, you know, uh, at the Kentucky Derby and on uh, Pat McAfee's um, podcast and all that kind of stuff. I, I, that was a bit unnecessary in my view. So, it's because they drafted his replacement a year ago. Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was a year ago. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, it was but, two but years ago. Still- it's still a problem, and, and but the two-year thing. So, like your whole thing's like, oh, you know, if Jordan loves good, then you know it's going to well, be absolutely fine. Go back to the well. So, but here's the problem for the Packers, and this is this is where it's not Rogers coming back. Short-term things absolutely great. The short-term uh, win was always Rogers coming back, and them having Aaron Rodgers at quarterback makes them the favorite in the NFC North. They'll win the NFC North, makes them one of the favorites to be the number one seed, gives them a really good opportunity to go and win a Super Bowl. It's exactly what they want. Best case scenario now, so best case scenario would be Rodgers plays the full season is healthy. That means you're two seasons into Jordan Love on a rookie contract. No idea what he is in the NFL. So at that point, you're maybe giving yourself two years before you have to decide whether or not you give him a uh, the fifth year option or whether or not you have to extend him. Whatever happens, the Super Bowl thing, there's almost two, two parts to this equation. The Super Bowl thing is great news for the Packers. The problem I would have for the Packers is Super Bowl this year, if they win it, great. What if you don't win the Super Bowl this year and then you find yourself in three years' time in absolute purgatory because you wind up having to decide whether or not you're going to pay Jordan Love, you still don't know if he's worth it. And you wind up paying big money because that's what you have to pay quarterbacks now for a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers elevates that team. No idea if Jordan Aaron Love Rodgers is 38. Aaron Rodgers is... Done in five years' time, potentially. Maybe he's done in two years' time. Done Brady, in two years' time, draft his replacement. Ex- exactly. Next and, year. 
And you know what? If this is what they'll do, because if he if they don't win the Super Bowl and he does want to get traded and he does go, they're still going to get top dollar for him, probably a first round pick. And so, what do you do if Jordan Love is crap? You get rid of him and you use that first round pick and you use it as cartel for getting who you want, who's who's coming up on the rails. I I think the whole thing has been posturing of the highest caliber from a guy who is an egomaniac. He's I worship the ground he walks on when he's at Lambo, but he is an absolute. He's too intelligent for his own good. He's an egomaniac. And I think we're now at the situation whereby he thought that the Packers would have buckled by now, and they didn't. We're now at stop, the end of the Stop July. the press. Stop the press. Oh. I have breaking Green Bay Packers quarterback news. Oh, oh here we go. Blake Bortles has been cut. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the future's out the door. What's going on in that franchise? <laughs> what a shame. Can anyway. I get a refund on my Bortles jersey? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the other thing to remember in all of this is why did we get to this state? And we got to this state because Aaron Rodgers was not happy with the management, with Gudikins, the, the general manager, and the, the moves that they've made over the, over recent times, which, again, frankly, I think he's got a cheek because they've improved the defence no end um, in the last two years. But this was a situation of egos clashing with management rather than I'm not getting paid enough money or this team is, 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 is not very good. The team is good. The team is excellent. It's been excellent for the past two, three years. It's about minuscule things that one particular individual had a problem with. And I get it. He's tight with the, the key men in the locker room, such as David Bakhtiari and De- Devontae Adams. But there was never much really coming out from any of these guys until the latter stages of the summer. And I think you're right. It has been staged this last dance stuff. And I love the fact that it came out. It just, it just builds up that they are going to be the story for the most of the season. Now he's going to be the focus of every single talk show. He's going to be the focus of every single um, live broadcast between now and January. So I think it's really, it's really simple what Rogers wants. He want, or what he wanted was more offensive talent around him. So he, he was good he's, gone as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But so you look at so you look at what he has, and he has Devontae Adams. So he has one of, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. But if you look around other teams in the NFL, even look around other teams in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings traded away Stephon Diggs, but still have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. To a better one-two combo than the Packers can put out. You look across in the NFC and you see that last season the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs. You see that this year the Titans went and traded for Julio Jones. So you've now got Julio Jones and AJ Brown. You see teams being out there, being aggressive to create, you know, super teams of offensive talent. You look at what the the Bucks have around Tom Brady. Like that was the selling point for Brady to go to Tampa was come play with this team and also we'll add Antonio Brown to the mix. So we'll have this. That was his whole thing. And he's not wrong, but there's two ways that people look to build teams. Sometimes they look, we're going to get a quarterback, you know, we've got a receiver. Now we're putting as much money as possible in the defense. And that's what we're doing. And that's, I, I understand where he's coming from. I, I also don't necessarily think the Packers have built that team in a way that's poor. He's an egomaniac. That's the bottom line. Yeah. He's been there long enough. He knows how Green Bay operate. He knows how they draft. 
He knows how the management operates. And for him to then suddenly get on his high horse, I think he's jealous of Brady, frankly. I think that that's what it comes down he to. He should be. Down. I'm jealous of Tom Brady. Everyone <laughs> should be. Talking of, by the way, just a slight detour here. Um, we are doing ball bags this week. Zach, are we back in the? Are we back in nomination territory? <laughs> We're not, but I'll take nominations. I'll take yeah, nominations. Well, Brady is absolutely primed for nomination this week after the video I saw of him kind of training camp. Anyway, we'll go back to that later. Let, uh, Rod, Rogers is a complex character. There's no doubt. He is clearly extremely bright and he's very. he's got a very high opinion of himself. And we're now, you know, we're, we're, we're now 16, 17 years into, the, into his career. This is not something new, but he knows how Green Bay operate. It should not have been a surprise to him or a kind of shock that they were, that they draft the way they did. And he saw it coming you know, if he, whether he admitted it himself, he saw it coming because it happened to Brett Favre. He was, you know, this is a two-year-old conversation. So the fact is that everything that's happened in the last six months has boiled down to what's actually happened. Right, well, they've given him a get-out clause at the end of the season. Big deal. Let's go on. Let's get on with it. Let's 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 get the season underway and let's see them win games, you know? Easy peasy. I, I think for a professional organisation, they got it horribly, horribly wrong. This could have been solved with a conversation before drafting Jordan Love and you might have stopped the problem. The, the other question I've got is if he was looking for offensive help in that draft. So, you know, Jordan Love goes at 26. So you're looking at the wide receivers would have been T. Higgins to the Bengals at the top of the second round or Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, to the Colts at the top of the second round, picks 33 and 34. Gordon, in your opinion, would either of those two players been a better pick to help the Packers now if you just ignore Jordan Love? Yes. Easily. Pittman. So why didn't, so why they, didn't they, they do that they were, I don't think it's irrelevant because they it's that is not the reason they lost the Super Bowl. They lost the chance to get the Super Bowl. They were they're the top offense in the league. They blew it because Kevin King couldn't cover Scotty Miller. That's why they didn't get to the Super Bowl. No, is, they didn't get the Super Bowl because they kicked a field goal. Uh, well, there is that too. So, <laughs> They're in like perfect position. Top management and bad cornerback play. And do you know what? They re-signed Kevin King. So, you know, who's to say who is right or wrong here? The bottom line is Rodgers knew how they operate. And to talk about a draft 18 months ago, I think now it's, 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 it, that's not relevant. I mean, yeah, it might be relevant in Rodgers. It's, it's entirely relevant because it's, no, it's, because it's, it, it's not. Because if it, if it matters that much, it, it clearly doesn't matter that much to the Green Bay hierarchy because they clearly believe in Jordan Love. And if Aaron Rodgers cared that much, and if he was that much of a man of principle, he would have sat the season out. Uh, if they, if they believe, and he would have retired, and he's not done it. No, 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 so not if they, if they believed in Jordan Love as much as they seemingly must have drafted him after a year of having him in Bilton. Why would you not have accepted what was the, the rumor was the 49ers had like called up and said, what do you want? For what do you want? Rogers? Yeah. The 49ers were picking right at the top of the draft. That's the point. I, it's, I, I, I thought of this about 10 minutes ago when it started. I was like, I'm going to set, I'm going to set. I think if they had so much faith in Jordan Love, why wouldn't you have traded 
Rogers when he was absolutely, but he was absolutely. I thought you were saying Rogers wasn't ready. <laughs> Jordan Love's not ready, right? Um, but you know, that's when you would have got your most money for him. And I think a year down the line, you know that Rogers is going. You know they want out the door. Teams will just not come and offer as much, and they I won't think, need to. No, I, think, uh, I think they will. I think they will. I think, I think they will because he will. He can automatically guarantee half a dozen franchises almost a Super Bowl appearance. He, here, here's a here's a fascinating. I don't know if he can guarantee that a Super Bowl appearance. The Jets. I, here's, here's a fascinating. You did say half a dozen franchises. To be fair, not the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, Most you of those franchises. Would for him, they would they would die for Aaron Rodgers. So would the Niners. Yeah. By the way, I'd take their, their, I'd sal- have their, sal- exactly. their salary cap no, would die. To suggest yeah. that his value, <laughs> to suggest his value will have dropped in twelve months, especially when he's got another year left. Okay, you might get two first round picks instead yeah, of three. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. You know, right. every first round so, pick's a spot kick, you know. So my, my what if, right? So let's imagine that COVID never happens and we don't lose preseason last year. Jordan Love lights up preseason and looks great. Wonder if then the Packers would have traded Rogers this mm. offseason. Uh, you know what? Wonderful things of what's if. But it didn't. <laughs> Listen, Rogers is prime time as well. There's, for me, in the league right now, there are two quarterbacks that demand this level of attention for ultimately not really doing all that much overall. And it is Tom Brady, and we're updated on what Tom Brady's doing no matter what the hell he's doing, and Aaron Rodgers. We're updated on what Aaron Rodgers is doing no matter what the hell Aaron Rodgers is doing. Currently, there is no other quarterbacks in the league that get that level of attention for nothing. There are... quarterbacks in the news there are quarterbacks we're talking about but it's not for doing basically nothing and the two of them are primetime content they're always going to have the focal point and i think rogers is just he loves it he just laps up and so does brady like let's not get away from that brady loves the attention as well of course he does um and that's what they thrive off it these are and that's why I say I think he's jealous because Brady's got seven rings, he's got one, and he feels he's been let down, rightly or wrongly, by his organization. Now, what New England have done in the last 15, 20 years will probably never be surpassed. Circumstance has helped them, but it was unmatchable. Green Bay let Aaron Rodgers down with a crap defense and poor coaching, let's be honest, over the years. And he carried them to various... Um, championship games when they probably shouldn't have been there. The bottom line is now they've, they've got the best defense he's ever had. They've got the number one receiver in football. They've got one of the top five running backs in football. They've got the best left tackle in football. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. So if he doesn't do it this year, I mean, if he's the MVP and they don't do it this year, what can you do? You, you can't do Walk away into the sunset. It's been great. Evolution, what? revolution. Time. I wonder. I can say that with personal experience. <laughs> is is it is it good? So you look back to the points where they had a terrible defense, like falling defense. So not not the most recent, but as you go like a little bit further back, I think having a better defense probably mattered a little bit more. The way the passing game has opened up in the NFL in the last two three years, I think now having and this from my perspective, following a team who have a good defense. Can't pass. Sometimes just doesn't actually matter much. Can pass absolutely fine. Made the <laughs> NFL and touchdown passes the season before last. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> actually, do you know what? 
funnily enough, there's a quarterback who was getting a lot of attention. You've not heard anything about Lamar Jackson, really. Maybe he's been practicing his passing. What, what, what are you? What are you like, he got he got absolutely pillared because yeah. at a charity event he hosts for kids, he ran a defensive backs drill. Yeah. Two two weeks later, Baker Mayfield did the same thing, and no one said a word. Yeah, but that's we're not hearing about people, him all the time. He did something. People, so and we heard about it. <laughs> pe- people love to go after Lamar. Um, imagine, imagine America had, you know, double standards when it came to reporting. You know that that would be incredible. Just would, would never happen. He sat, he sat steaming about this from pre-pod till now. <laughs> and finally, find his opportunity. <laughs> um, Just treat everybody the same. That that's the key to it. Give everybody the same critique. But your 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 point is is very all very the socialist. Does that mean exactly. that you're going to give Jameis Winston the same chance as Taysom Hill this year uh, for the number one starting position uh, for the New Orleans Saints? Right. The argument that I will make about um, Jameis Winston is is simple. Tampa Bay didn't think he was good enough to win them a Super Bowl. They went out and got a quarterback who could. What do the Saints think they can do with a reject quarterback? I have no idea what the thinking is. Um you either trust Sean Payton or you don't, so I'll trust the head coach. Um, I just don't get it. He wasn't good enough in Tampa. Why the heck should he be good enough in New Orleans? It's a, it remains a Nick, terrible Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I've got a Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles, Aaron Rodgers played against him last year and went, this guy's got the same amount of Super Bowl rings as I've got. Drew Brees <laughs> has the same amount of Super Bowl wins as Nick Foles does. Nick Foles was binned from multiple teams before he went in and beat, convincingly, Tom Brady it- in a Super Bowl. He and had like a five-game five five stretch. It was phenomenal. And then, I mean, Tim he, Tebow is the second-best postseason quarterback that's crap the rest of the time because Nick Foles is number one. It's just phenomenal. It's, you can't deny that Super Bowl ring. Them facts. The, the, the Saints thing, though, like the Saints are not going into this season looking to win a Super Bowl with James Winston or Tamis Hill. They're Taysom Hill. They know they're not winning the Super Bowl this year, especially in a division with Tom Brady. Just write the season off get a little bit of cap, cap relief for the first time in a decade, let Tom Brady retire, and then we'll try and go for it then at that point. They Jeez. lost. They, they, went, they went all in to try and win it with Breeze and couldn't get there for the second time. I don't think you can uh, ever write, write off a season because I don't think your fan base accept that. Certainly the New Orleans fan base will not accept that. Uh, no, all. I mean, they're not. Tom Brady injury. they're not going to. You're a Tom Brady injury away from being exactly. them being irrelevant. Oh, really? Tom Brady's about as um, as flexible as an oil tanker in Scapa Flow. He's not going anywhere, you know. Um, so if someone hits him and he goes down, then Tampa Bay potentially fall to pieces. I mean, you got to remember Tampa Bay were uh, seven and five before they went on that run to get to the Super Bowl. So they have got flaws like every team. Um, and I don't think you can with the set. Who knows what happens with the seventeenth game? All these uh, extra teams that can get into the playoffs now—it's wide open once you hit the playoffs. Tampa Bay were a, a you know they were a wild card, so I don't think you can. If your New Orleans rule rule things out, they could trade for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I will pick Saints, up Jordan Love. He's going to be better. Yeah, the, the Saints will not win the Super Bowl. Excuse me, if anybody's going to say the Saints aren't going to win the Super Bowl, it's me. That's my job this season. I don't well, need any help from the, fl- the floor is yours. Friends. Thank you. The Saints ain't winning the Super Bowl this season. <laughs> that you can take to the bank. Okay, right. So well, you can take it to this. You can take it to Caesar Stadium. <laughs> uh, no, hey, 
what what a brilliant sponsor that is. We've got a gamble at quarterback. We're now called Caesars. That is fantastic. <laughs> Could have been worse. I thought for a moment it was Little Caesars, which is the cheapy, nasty pizza company in the pizza, state. Pizza, pizza. So, cheapy, yeah. nasty yeah. pizza. Caesars. Yeah. Uh, Caesars pizza is really good. Oh. Little Caesars. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't say much for your taste if you think they're good and they're oh. cheap and nasty. Jeez. I can't believe it. Little Caesars, if you're listening, okay, I'm sorry. Like we'd like to, we'll hear from your legal people. Paul, did you not know that the, that the new pizza sponsors of our podcast, <laughs> Little Caesars? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to get in touch. Right, okay, <laughs> new challenge set. Um, okay, moving on then. Quarterbacks. Uh, well, let's stick with another one because the other one, obviously, in the news, uh, and we won't really touch on the off the field stuff because it's all very. I no idea what's going on but Deshaun Watson back at training camp uh, still looking to move on where will he play will he play in Houston where's he going who's trading for him this this has got all of the same sort of storylines as Rogers one but none of the positivity that's going around it at all this is just an ongoing story I just well, I just said that you should never write off a season, but I think you can write off Houston's season. <laughs> um, sorry, Texas fans. Um, the the problem with with Watson is it's so it's such a complicated, contrived story, and it's now obviously you know appears to be going beyond criminal into into the land of the civil uh, courts. But ultimately, if you are one of the other thirty one franchises, why on earth at this moment in time? would you trade for a commodity like Deshaun Watson? Now, the problem is he's now returning to training camp. And if you're the new head coach of, of the Houston Texans, and this is just, you know, um, it's his first head coaching gig, you must be thinking what what happened, uh, you know, in a previous life and what you've deserved in, t- to be put in this situation. I cannot see how they can get him off the wage bill until something is either proven or to the point whereby he is no longer technically you can't you can't employ him because of you know disciplinary situation they're going to have to just lump it out to be honest with you and i mean they've, they've obviously signed um, tyrod taylor for for the season I, I think tyrod taylor will be starting week 1 i can't see how deshaun watson will be starting week 1 even though he's turned up for training camp yeah it's it's an interesting one. it seems like the story coming out of houston as well is that they're wanting five pieces for this this is like three high picks and two starting players is kind of the, the quoted amount it's going to take. I don't know. There's a couple of teams can afford to pay that, whether they will or not. I mean, you could be putting money into a player that spends years not making it onto the field, if depending on how things go off it. It's... I, I, I don't know where this goes. I really don't know where it goes. I don't know where it goes for Deshaun Watson. I don't know where it goes for the Texans. I don't know where it goes for any of the teams that are potentially in for him. I don't think anyone's going to make a move for him. I, I'd, I'd be very surprised. So I, I don't think we see him play because I don't know that the Texans will play. I don't. I genuinely don't know. Um, if, if, if they do play him, then interestingly, what will be the reaction of the Houston Texans fan base? Will they accept him playing? Uh, will they boycott? Will they on mass not turn up at the stadium? Will they not pay season tickets? Uh, what will happen when he goes to visiting the stadium? I mean, it's too big a risk, surely, uh, on paper. But there, there is obviously the old innocent until proven guilty line yeah. as well. Yeah. From that point of view, Deshaun Watson will say, "Well, listen, I am legally allowed to participate." So it's extremely difficult. But if you if you'd want to avoid becoming a, a seed, then surely you just park him. 
And I'm not entirely convinced that that will happen for the for the majority of the season. I think initially it will. It may it may well be that it speeds up once the season gets underway, and they realise that actually there's potential here for you know for a deal to be done. I mean, he wants to leave. He still wants to leave. He said that he's got. I think he's got no intention of playing for the Texans. I think he's gone back because he's allowed to go back, and he wants to show that he's doing all his diligence and turning up so that can't be held against him in a possible trade. Roger Goodell has yet to rule on his status for the season. And this is where we tend to see with the NFL and certain things, the only consistency is inconsistency because other players have been dealt with in a swifter manner, shall we say. I think this is a complete cluster for the NFL and they're not sure what to do because we don't want to go down all the the, the legal route. But the other thing, you've got to remember, he turned up because he would have been fined under the terms of his contract if he didn't turn up. I think it's something like 50 grand a day. So he, to me, he had to turn up. And if anybody was surprised by turning up, I think they're, they're not following the story correctly. Gordon? I just, I've got no idea like what his value even is at this point in time. And just like there's loads of tweets from reporters about, you know, if teams can get comfortable about his legal situation, which is bizarre language to use. And I think people don't really know how to report on something that is, you know, in the well into the double digits of serious accusations against him. Reporters are kind of struggling with how you succinctly describe that as like a problem for NFL teams to deal with. And then even if you are just looking at it as even if you are a team, you can get comfortable, which is just a bizarre concept given what's been accused. You don't know what's going to happen legally. So what team in their right mind is trading three first round picks for a player who may not have a long-term career because of something that might happen. And maybe best case scenario, this all gets, you know, it all disappears in six months or so, but you potentially alienate a female fan base by trading for him now. Like, what? There, I just, I really struggle to see where there is value in a team trading what the Texans seemingly want. Like on that, the, on that last point, alienating part of your fan base that has not stopped NFL teams before. No, it's definitely not. But from hiring, trading for, signing as free agents, players who have committed an American terminology felonies against women. Now, some of them atrocities, let's be honest. Yeah, atrocities, yeah. The, the cynic in me says, if this is all settled out of court, and let's say it's settled out of court by the end of the year, which it may or may not, it might not be next year, he will be, and if he doesn't want to play for the Texans again, he will be absolutely ripe for being traded for two or three picks because I don't think it will be long before any NFL team looks at that and goes, Do you know what, let's get him. Because that's the way that the cynical NFL works. And that is a in my view, a terrible way to look at it, but that is facts and that is where money talks and that is sports business. Yeah. It's true. Well, uh, yeah, watch the space. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go now to Twitter because we put a tweet out asking people what they wanted us to cover. So we've had some suggestions. Uh, this is a bit of potluck. I'm just going to read them out as they come. We're going to have to cover these topics. So first up was Graham Reed. We've kind of already covered this one already, but you know he wanted to have his shot. Uh, he'd like us to discuss the Packers' defence brain freeze at Scotty Miller's touchdown just before halftime in the NFC Championship game. Hashtag go Bucks. 
Charles, do you want to cover it again? Mm, go on then. So what happened? <laughs> oh, what what happened in the actual play? <laughs> Just in general. Tell, t- Kevin, take us through Kevin, it. Kevin King was ordering pizza <laughs> when he should have been covering Scotty Miller. Anyway. <laughs> um, happy with your draft picks on the back of that? Obviously went and got a, a better Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I mean, they keep, they keep drafting defenders and you can't have enough cornerbacks and... They've got arguably one of the top three cornerbacks on one side. If Stokes pr- produces and, and proves to be better than Kevin King, then it's an upgrade. That's it. I mean, that was the key position that I think they needed to upgrade. They, they got a, um, they drafted a, a, another A. Rogers in the third round as well uh, as a wide receiver as well. So I'm quite. I was. Con- I said. I think I came on after the draft and said I was pretty happy with what they did. But clearly, the quarterback wasn't. But anyway, we've talked about it. Yeah. Anyone else want to add anything about that play before we move on? No, I think we've covered it. That was that was nice to just remember that. Um, so, Delirious, no, uh, Delirious Nomad, he asks, how realistic a chance do the Browns have of going all the way? Doesn't say all the way to where, but uh, I assume he means to the Super Bowl and winning it. Gordon. Well, I, I, saw that, I saw that tweet and someone's first response was like crying laughing. <laughs> and... Don't, I don't understand that response. To be fair, like as a as a Ravens fan, I'm terrified of the Browns this year. Um, as someone who comes from an analytics data organization, there is part of me that kind of hopes they do pretty well because they are a team that are built very smartly. They they draft based around certain guardrails. They've plummeted huge amounts of money in their offense, and they still have a quarterback and a rookie deal. They've done everything the right way, and their, their route to the Super Bowl this year is Baker Mayfield being a top 12 quarterback. He's a top 12 quarterback, and he and he was the second half of last year. If you get if you get the second half of 2020, is that right? Yeah, year's getting correct. Second half of last season, Baker Mayfield. They are as good a bet to go up and give the Chiefs a game as anyone in the AFC. I think um, ultimately, defensively, they have to just lift it a notch because that yes. that's what they let that's what let them down at times. And if Garrett's and, and, and they, I think they've, they've got Clowney in, haven't they? They've Clowney, got, they they added on the defensive back front as well, like John they, Johnson, good, yeah, great, player, great, yeah, player. great, great players to add in. They and they're when they struggled against the Ravens last year, their edge defenders are not disciplined when it comes to containing someone like Lamar Jackson. I think the addition of someone like Jadavian Clowney, while everyone's going to focus on him as a pass rusher, the fact that like it's how he can set the edge on certain things and being able to contain Jackson in that sense is something he can have a huge impact on. So that's where I think he can be a, a big impact player there. Paul, can the Browns win the Super Bowl? I think they're more than capable. You know, I, I think for the reasons Gordon outlined, I think, you know, I think they wasted a year with a bad coaching hire. And I think they've gotten over that. And I think the consistency now that they have, I think we'll see them see them through. I, I see them winning their division. And yeah, I think they're going to be strong enough to take on the Chiefs. You know, it, it does come down to the Chiefs are probably a better 53 roster, but, you know, it's the old any given Sunday. And are they capable? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Chiefs, the Chiefs should be the favourite in the AFC still because Patrick Mahomes, but 
if the if the team that came out of the AFC this year was Cleveland, Baltimore, Buffalo, it wouldn't like I wouldn't be like, oh, that's the most surprising thing we've seen. Uh, like they they all they all on their day have the talent to beat the Chiefs. Um, but the Chiefs are favourites because they have Mahomes. And yeah. the, as long as he plays, unless he massively drops off, they're probably going to stay the favourites in the AFC. It is a talented Browns roster uh, and a head coach that's looked good and has a year experience and has gone far with that experience uh, and will hopefully learn from it. So, yeah, I think Browns and Bills definitely uh, the, the ones to watch if it's not going to be the Chiefs, that's for sure. Okay, Corporate Gorilla asks... Is Zach Ertz going to be on the Eagles roster? And if so, what's his motivation for the season? No. Get paid for the future? Yeah, I, I don't think he will be. I think they're <laughs> probably going to trade him. Yeah, but who's going to buy him? Who's going to take him? Nobody. I mean, he's done, isn't he? I, it really wouldn't surprise me. There was rumours that he was going to wind up in Baltimore last season at the trade deadline, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them, especially because of how they like to use tight ends, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go down that route. Have you not got like 400 tight ends as it is? Uh, no, they're actually like when they traded Hayden Hurst away. They're actually they've only got like two guaranteed guys to be in the roster this year. So, yeah. but his motivation is, you know, try and win try games, win a Super Bowl again. He's he's Isn't not he's not the he's not the Zach Ertz of 2018, is he? He's absolutely from last season. He looks completely <laughs> so. yeah. Very but good luck if you sign him. Very There'll problem. be a market. Yeah. Somebody will take him. Somebody will take him. I mean, that, he, that's that's virtually guaranteed. One of the only 32 teams well. will take him. Like yeah. He's only 30 years old. Last season's the only season he's had that was not good. Um, you know, if you could get him for, say, a fourth-round pick, are, are you going to, like, kick the tires on that? Because we're a season removed from 960 yards and six touchdowns. Two seasons before that, he was over a thousand. Like, you know, I think that's including the playoffs. But that—that's a if you can get that type of player for a fourth round pick, that's probably a gamble worth taking. Someone sneezing away in the background there. I don't know, I don't know whose household that one was no, in. Not, not in my house, that's for sure. Um, so they David, have been vaccinated, by the way. <laughs> uh, David, David Old asked a question about if Rogers is traded, where does he go? We've kind of covered that one. He's not getting traded. Uh, can Love carry the team, or do you pick a quarterback in the first round next year? I think that's one that we'll discuss in more detail next year. Um, oh, yeah. Big one now. Johnny Bailey asks, what's the resident Packers fan's next career move? Uh, Charles, of course, you announced on social media that after 16 brilliant years of top performance at Sky Sports. Um, you're moving on to better things uh, and we're excited to see where you end up. But uh, next career move, running back for the uh, Green Bay Packers. You're not, you're not going to replace Blake Bortles as the, as the backup. <laughs> Number third three. Competing with Jordan Love. The, the, the news Does, that Deshaun Watson wants a masseur. Uh, no, we will go. Well, Gordon's news has um, certainly opened the door. I have to say, until Rogers appeared at uh, training camp today, this podcast was lightened up for all sorts of tomfoolery and banter. About <laughs> but now the fact that the fact that the number one is back means that I have to defer to being number three or number two backup. Um, it's not quite as fun. I, I that's very kind of him to ask. Um, I will um, keep my counsel for now, other than the fact I'm growing a magnificent beard just now. So 
That doesn't come across on a podcast, but I would just like to say it is magnificent. Um, it's very suited. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's been a it's been a very um, entertaining, joyful, challenging sixteen years. This has been the highlight of my week in the last couple of years, certainly to relieve me from the stress of work. So, and this will continue. I'm not going anywhere here unless I get evicted by the host. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need all the help you can get, don't you? Um, <laughs> but no, I can, don't. Can I, can I just say, Charles, that in an industry that has got its fair share of narcissists and idiots, it's <laughs> always been a pleasure uh, to be at a game with your good self. And I, and I, I genuinely mean there's there's some people that we love to avoid uh, on the circuit, and, and you've always been a good guy to be around and work with. So I genuinely wish you well in your next move. Oh. You make me cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I think every single person listening to this podcast would agree. Um, okay, last question. Tony B, he got in touch. He's asked simply, what team or teams could go to the playoffs, sorry, could go fr- from last to playoffs in their division this year? So just as a reminder of the teams that went last, because it's been a while, uh, the Jets, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Eagles, the Niners, the Lions, the Falcons. Who's got the best chance to go from worst to first? Broncos, 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 Broncos are the only oh. team. Yeah. With Drew Locke. So, yeah. They're the only team that stand a chance, to be honest with you. Niners. Out of those eight, I mean, it ain't going to be any other. I mean, the Jets? Possibly. Nah. The, the, the Niners are the most likely. Uh, if they could stay injury free. I don't know. <laughs> I, did you, I, the, Fal- sorry, the Falcons I have got a quarterback. Got to remember that they've got yeah. a decent quarterback. And just no defense. But, and, is, you know, it, so from, a, question, from a Saints fan, yeah. was the know. question to go from last in the division to the playoffs, or last yeah. in the division to win the division? It is actually last to playoffs. From last. Okay. To then, then yeah, Atlanta. I think especially like seven teams make the playoffs now. Yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta being you know two games over. Oh, it's not even five hundred now. Whatever the new line is, being. 10 and 8, if that's what it winds up being. No, 10, uh, 10 and 7. 10, 10 and 8 doesn't count, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 10, 10 and 7, 9 and 8, and, that <laughs> and sneaking into the playoffs. I, I can see that with him. The, the wild card, though, the Jaguars, I think, are going to be better than people expect. They're going to be better than last year where they won one game. But Trevor Lawrence, I think, has the potential to be very, very good. That division... Houston are going to be awful. So the Jaguars probably get two wins there. Uh, the Colts made the move to Carson Wentz at quarterback. Don't particularly mm-hmm. like that. Tennessee, I think, are going to be the clear winners in that division. The Jaguars, again, are the type of team who will play a last-place schedule, so they'll play a load of last-place teams, could easily sneak around about there. I think the problem with the, the Jaguars is we don't know what is going to happen with Urban Meyer and what he's going to bring to the party in yeah. terms of his, his whole strategy. Um, and the reason I say Denver is because they've got an established coach there and they've got the pieces apart from Drew Locke. Now, you know, all this nonsense about them potentially being the, the destination for Rodgers. If you parachuted a, a top 10, top 15 quarterback into that roster, then they are immediately one of the top four, top five teams in the AFC because they've got offensive weapons and they've got a good defense. And look, it's about getting to the playoffs. I think you can get to the playoffs with a night. Someone will get to the playoffs with nine and eight. Someone will lose eight games 
and get to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. That, that opens the door for a dozen teams who are, let's be honest, rank rotten at the best of times to get into the playoffs. That begs the question, should the playoffs have been expanded? My, my view is no, but that's a moot point now. But it allows anyone to go on a wee run. You know, if you go on a three or four game run against a bunch of duffers, suddenly you're in the mix. And then I would, so, so look at the AFC. So AFC South, I think Tennessee make the playoffs there. AFC East, Buffalo make the playoffs there. North, Baltimore and Cleveland. West, Kansas City. So that's five spots that I think, barring injuries ruining someone's season, are probably fairly sewn up. But that means you do still have two other spots. And that's where it's Indianapolis, Miami, New England, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Chargers, Raiders. So it's really easy for me to believe that a team like Denver, the Jets, the Jaguars can vault themselves into that second group because it's not that far of a leap. Even someone like... The, the reason why I, I probably don't put the Bengals in the same group as the Jaguars because the Bengals, talent-wise, could take a huge leap forward this year. If Joe Burrow appears to be ready to go week one, they've got a ton of talent at wide receiver. Like I think they're going to surprise some people. I think. It wouldn't surprise me to see them knock off the Ravens and Browns in games this year. But the fact that they have to play those two teams twice, they have to play the Steelers twice, kind of makes it a little bit harder for them to get to that nine-win range. And that's probably what separates them. I, I would say they're a better team than the Jaguars and the Jets. Don't necessarily think schedule-wise it's going to be, you know, it's going to lay out for them this year. The, the top of the AFC, there are more, in my view, and I think I said this 10, 12 months ago, there are better teams. There's a group of five or six teams that are Super Bowl winners in the AFC. And then I think that there's a lot of average who can definitely get into the playoffs. The NFC, there's only two or three really good teams. Really good teams. But the, the top of the NFC is arguably better than the top of the AFC. There's, t- there's two or three. Um, and it's it's weird. You know, you, you're looking at your power rankings, which I presume you guys are doing again this year. Oh, yeah. Given how yeah. last year. Um, we know how much you enjoyed it last year. Oh, <laughs> how often you agreed with us. Utter, utter <laughs> ludicrous ratings. Um you look at that kind of that that, that kind of zone of the the, the the twilight zone of eight to fourteen. You could throw any number. You could throw a blanket over twenty teams who could get into that that range. And I think you know the three teams in the AFC West outside of Kansas City will all look at it this year and go, "Yeah, we can get the playoffs." Absolutely. The tough thing for Denver. So if if, if Denver start Teddy Bridgewater, I can see them as like that kind of middle of the pack AFC team. I've just got no faith in Drew Lock whatsoever. Which is which is fair. Paul, who do you think has got the best chance of this? Yeah, I think the Falcons. They, they've got a quarterback. If they can sort out the defence and if they can stop doing dumb things like scoring when they shouldn't, uh, you never know what might happen with them. But Matt Ryan's got the arm, got the capability. They don't have the most difficult schedule. So, And the NFC South's got a habit of teams flipping from one to the other. Uh, so yeah, I'd go with the Falcons, Cam. Kind of. Yeah, I th- I think these are all good shouts. I think there's only a couple of teams that you wouldn't put into that max. I th- the Eagles, I don't think you can because of the quarterback situation. The Lions, pff, God knows what the Lions are going to be. Because I've said that they're now beating the Niners week one though. Um, the Jets, yeah, who knows there as well. There's a lot of question marks. Broncos, 
I guess if you're talking playoff, maybe the Broncos, but I I feel like the Chargers should be really good with Herbert in his second season. Um, I feel really excited. And, and funnily enough, um, you know, the, the company that I work for has an office in LA. Uh, I was speaking to someone that's based there, and he was chatting about getting a, a Rams season ticket. He wasn't sure if he was going or not. Uh, he's from the UK, um, but he had a season ticket at... Uh, the previous stadium. What's the previous? Coliseum. Coliseum? Coliseum. Yes. Um, complete mental blank. Uh, and actually, I said to him, do you not fancy getting a Chargers season ticket instead of a Rams one? Because, fine, you've got Matt Stafford and what have you, but I genuinely think, if I was in LA and I was to move there now and you could choose to go and watch one of those two teams, which one would you get the season ticket for? For next season? Uh, the Rams. You'd still get the Rams? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not an entire believer in Matt Stafford, but one of the most intriguing teams in the NFL next year for me is the Rams with McVeigh with even uh, with the Cam Akers injury and the the question marks now at running back. I mean, I mean, I know that's cam, a new context. From, from, had, from one from one Cam to another, I mean, you know my general feeling and the value of running backs. <laughs> the, the Rams going from Cam Akers to um, Henderson, can't remember his first name. Darryl. So how much I how much I can yeah, Daryl Henderson, which I love running backs. Moves the needle. If you I bet you if you were to check the Rams win total at, at your company, uh before and after the Cam Akers injury, I bet you it didn't move. No problem. Because it doesn't move. It doesn't move. <laughs> but I, so, I feel like Herbert, um, you know, I feel like that's a, a if they get a healthy defense this year, the Chargers, and then obviously you've got Keenan Allen, um, it's an exciting team. I think, and even the opposition, I think you're going to get a more exciting contest against the other teams in that division than you are going to get against the Cardinals and the Niners and the Seahawks. And I mean, I'm a Niners fan. So, you know, I just feel like if you're, if you're a neutral, I just, I don't know. I am picking the Chargers every single time. On, on next season, not... Two years ago, it wouldn't have been that, nah. but yeah. And the, the McVeigh with the best quarterback he's had as an NFL head coach. Uh, it's an the Rams, the de- the Rams defense has Aaron Donald, who you know very very possibly is going to finish his career as the best defensive player of all time. Having watched Matthew Stafford for the last ten years, I am quite content with this concept that LA are not going to be as good as they think they're going to be because they've now got Matthew Stafford. He's an upgrade, but he's not that good. <laughs> I mean, McVeigh got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and made him look half decent. Oh. And the other seasons we've seen of Jared Goff would suggest that's very much not the case. That still yeah. remains one of the weird anomalies of the NFL. That game against the Chiefs that we watched Paul at Heathrow once we landed from New Orleans. <laughs> you know, we left as the game just kicked off. We're like, oh, that looks as though that could be quite a good game. Then we we flew, watched the highlights at the end and went, oh my God, like, <laughs> what happened? That was nuts. Um, and then, yeah, that Super Bowl broke him as a player. Convinced of that. Paul, who would you pick? Actually, Charles, you never I'm said, a- so I'll come back to you, but yeah. Yeah, no, go to Charles first because I'm just checking something. Well, I can't remember the question again. Season, Char- you're Charger Rams. So your next job's in LA, Charles, and you get to yeah. uh, you get a free season ticket for either the Chargers or the Rams as part of your staff package. That's not what the guy that I know is getting. Uh, but this is, this is the scenario I'm giving you. Who do you pick? Which season I ticket? Charge, you I pick the Chargers because there'll be less fans there and it means I can get to the snack line quicker. <laughs> 
you, you know what? That, that's that's what I was checking. That's what I was checking. I was trying to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say I do like Justin Herbert. It'd be nice. Do you know what? It'd be nice if they. Um, it'd be nice if they signed someone with a bit of speed. But I, I think. I'd rather, that. and maybe it's because I'm a rival. I think the Chargers uniforms nicer. The kit's better. I, I've, I'd quite happily wear one of those kits. Right. The Rams yeah, one's right. boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit. Well, if you were, it's a bit like choosing in New York between the Giants and the Jets. The, the Chargers are the rebels of LA. They're the underdogs. They're the ones that everyone ignores. It's a bit like the Jets. Um, yeah. And listen, a Jets, a Jets season ticket for me over a Giants every time because the ah. the roller coaster. Oh my god. You know, you're you're picking that every time. The giant, watch. Sorry, Jamie, but watching the giant, it's just vanilla. The the yeah. the reek of vanilla. It is like a it's like a latte. It's just plain. It's just milky and full of one shot of espresso. You, you know, this is a the Jets are an iced cinnamon frappuccino. It's just everything that you want, but ultimately disappointing. Uh, it leaves you a little bit empty and full of calories. I don't know where this analogy is going. Paul, save me. Who are you Who are you taking? Where are you going, Chargers or Rams? Well, I, I think I'll nominate them both for being ball bags because if you actually go into their season ticket page, none of them, and I mean neither of them, actually will quote, quote your price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they want you to get in touch with them. Um Ramsey, you know, it's all, all the pre-sale guaranteed same seats, but they don't actually give you a price. They want you to get in touch. The Chargers do claim to have the cheaper season tickets uh, in Los Angeles, so being a typical Scot, I'll go watch the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones, if uh, if you need to ask how much, you can't afford it. That's how the season tickets in the NFL work. If, it, if it's in LA, you can't afford it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> Any other news items that we want to cover before we uh, wrap up for episode 152? Just Michael, to... Th- Michael Thomas is down, David Onyemata is suspended, and we've got Jameis Winston at quarterback, likely. I'm really looking forward to the season. <laughs> Don't write it off. Don't write it off, of course. <laughs> Remember, you could have had, you could have had Brady. Um, they, uh, talking to Brady, yeah, I mentioned him earlier on, uh, I was thoroughly sickened by the video of him throwing balls at the catching machine. Just to show off. It's fake. fake. It's fake. It's fake. Well, confirmed. it is, but do you know what? When you're in a cloud of uncertainty, you believe yes. everything. First, so. first watch of it, I was like, I think it's guys, fake, but it's bloody good. Like, do it's you guys not well remember, done. they used to do um, these adverts for NFL.com Fantasy, and it was like, it would always be something ridiculous. So at one point, I think, like, Chris Cooley, the Washington tight end, Slammed his head through, slammed his, slammed his hand through like a wooden part of a door or something like that, and brought a ball back through as if he'd just caught it that way. And like there was a quarterback who was hitting clay pigeons uh, with the football and stuff like that. And at the end, they would always just like turn the camera and say, "Pick me" or something like that. <laughs> it was like in that in that vein. I thought it was pretty funny. Bra- oh, was- Brady's social media is annoyingly good. <laughs> yes, I I agree with that. It is annoyingly good. Like him. No, it's not. Yes. Him. It is like him. Totally honest. He is annoyingly good. Um, he, needs, he, he, needs, he needs to be roughed up by uh, a, a defensive end near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it caught me. It, it reminded me of the old, was it the Ronaldinho video when he first signed for Barcelona? And, you know, he goes out and he hits the the bar multiple times or whatever. It's, it, it's one of those. Um, but it's very, very good. Like, it was like... It, 
I'm not surprised people were fooled by it for sure because I, I was. pretty much I was. was. Yeah, I, <laughs> I pretty much was because I was like, if if it is a fake, they've done a very very good job of it. It was very clean, very well put together. I watched it in slow motion to try and see if I could see the transition, and I couldn't. So whoever the production value behind it is top, but then it's the NFL. I, I mean, if we're if we're doing Bobag nominations and if if Charles is nominating uh, Tom Brady for that. I might nominate Cameron for the fact he watched it in slow motion. <laughs> I like to see if I can see the transition. I'm fascinated by these things. <laughs> I just like to see what's going on. You know, it's frame by frame, frame by frame. See what's going on. There's, there's always one where it's like, ah, the ball moved too many. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not doing myself any justice here. Any, anyway, because I can't find the season ticket prices, I've just signed you up, Cameron, so you're going to get inquiries from the Chargers. <laughs> <under our. laughs> yeah, fine. Chargers, get in touch. Rams, don't bother. I'm no buying. Okay, that is the full-time whistle for episode 152 of the NFL Scotland podcast. Uh, we are a couple of weeks away from getting into our proper previews. We've also got some very exciting news to reveal about some sponsors that are getting involved with this show. We have got some really... I'm over the moon with this, and we've been chatting about it. I think we're all very excited about what we've got lined up, so we can't wait to break that news. That'll be coming later on. Uh, we've got lots of other things coming up as well, so stay tuned, as ever, on Twitter, at ScotlandNFL, and on Facebook by searching for NFL Scotland. Yeah, the season is getting ever closer. Our previews will be comprehensive. Our guests will be the best in the business, and the NFL Scotland team brings you the best from right across the country. My thanks to Charles, to Gordon, and to Cameron. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.